0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself. Thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Back again. Yes, sirree. Glad you're listening. Today is episode number 607. It's freedom from attachment, living fulfilled, happy, and in love, because that's the way to live, folks. Because if you're not in love with something, meaning life, yourself, a person, whatever, a situation, then what are you loving right so today we're going to be talking about how to guarantee nothing ever changes in your life (laughs) i know right but we have ways of standing in our way that will guarantee nothing will ever change at least on the feeling of your life the situations of your life it's like it may look like it's changing but then you're like god i feel the same And I know it doesn't look the same, but it is the same, but because you're the same, or sometimes it doesn't change at all. So, before I get into it, I got a book sitting behind me if you're watching the video. Woohoo! Yeah! My book, Overcoming Insecure Attachment. Please purchase it if you are struggling at all with this stuff that I talk about. Uh, it keeps, uh, Amazon keeps knocking the price down. So now it started with I think 1695. Now it's like 13 something. So yep, it's there. It's at all booksellers. If you are going to buy it, please, please, please leave a five-star review on Amazon. I usually don't like to beg for these things, but the publishing industry is an interesting one. And I have another book that I'm writing and I would love to get that published. <laughs> and so this is one way I can say if I have enough reviews that are positive, then I have a very good chance of having this uh, a second book, okay? So anyway, here we are. This is uh, again, number 607. And yeah, so do you ever wonder why things stayed the same? Or maybe there's a hint of them changing you think they're changing, and then they don't. And that's really super disappointing, isn't it? I know it was because I used to live this. This was like my life. I talked about this before, and I've given you some other behaviors about what is needed for change. Even in last week's podcast, I hinted around a little bit about things about, you know, getting to that fear of happiness that we have and how to actually become happy, right? And that is a change, right? To go from fear to happiness, huge change. So, but I talk about a lot of different behaviors, though, that are needed. I don't really think I've addressed this one as much, what I'm going to talk about today, at least in an in-depth way. And that is (laughs) our inability to stick with certain situations, relationships, or feelings long enough. While for some, there's an idea that you stick with other things too long, like, oh my God, why did I stay so long? What's wrong with me? Blah, blah, blah. You're just getting off track when you get into the whole wham, wham, wham about that, because really all that does is keep you stuck longer. Either way, when it stunts your growth, that stunts change. So whether you're staying too long or not long enough or what have you, it stunts change. But I really want to speak to this because of everything we attach to trying to get the hell out of things quicker rather than sticking around because people write to me like a million times about their problem and if they should break up with somebody or leave their job or do something because they think that's going to change them. Like a lot of emails I get are about, I need to break up with this person. I need to get away from them. I need your help because I just broke up with them and I don't want to go back, which doesn't mean you're ready for change, by the way. In fact, those are the people I never really hear from again. So it's really about how and what changes you, because a lot of times you think those things change you and they may add on to your baggage, right? Because you have another experience that speaks to, oh my God, this happened again, right? But that doesn't actually change you when you're physically trying to remove yourself unless you're being abused. And of course, I'm not speaking to that in these podcasts. I'm speaking to things that are dysfunctional but not abusive. So if you're not being abused, then you have to actually shift your perspective and see how you can stay five minutes longer, or it could be a week longer, it could be a year longer, it could be any amount of time longer. Longer than you would normally stay, and longer than when you're always trying to get validations validation, excuse me, from other people that you should go. But it's not just about staying. There's more to it than that. Because staying and doing the same old shit changes nothing as well. Hello. (laughs) Okay, let's open this on up. Okay, so. Everyone wants to live the perfect existence. They just do. Everyone wants to live in a way that speaks to having made great decisions their whole life. Unfortunately, most of us regret a lot of our decisions or complain about the decisions that we've made, thinking they were good and they turned bad. We have this perspective of very black and white thinking with no gray area. Unfortunately, what this means is your pattern is to try and cut your losses as quickly as possible and not have learned what you could be learning if you weren't trying to get away. You see, it makes you focus on escaping rather than what am I doing here in the first place? Like having curiosity about how did I get here? And I know I've talked about that on other podcasts, but to really turn your whole focus away from the pattern, okay, the embedded pattern in your brain that you have is difficult. So don't beat yourself up. Like when I'm talking about this stuff, please don't beat yourself up because you don't know how a lot of the shit got ingrained in your head Is a good idea uh, to have this pattern because you have a belief about yourself and the world. So I'm hoping through these podcasts that you get awareness and you get to see, oh my God, yeah, totally, I get it now. So most of the time people are using it as this is where you know their most precious time to judge their partner, right? If you're actually committed to staying in a relationship and being aware of yourself, like knowing what you're doing is a great thing, right? Uh, rather than what you think you're doing, you would see change is happening right now. Literally, if you pay attention, okay, I'll say it again, to what you're doing rather than thinking, okay? Attention versus thinking here, all right? to what you're doing, you would actually see change available to you right now. But most of us are not actually aware. We're too busy thinking, okay? So anyways, but we we use this time to judge our partners, like I was saying. And yes, the other person is like the whole object, and we want to make them bad or wrong so that we can leave, right? We can say, oh, I got to get out of here. Even if we can't, we're attached, we still want to get out of there. You ever been there? I've been there. Yeah. Where I'm attached, but I still want to get the hell out because I have judged the shit out of the relationship, the shit out of the other person. And I've already made this decision. Oh, I don't want to be here. This isn't working for me. Wah, 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 wah. Cause I was just one big whiny ass baby to myself, of course, because I was always hiding how I felt to most people. So they wouldn't know that I was crazy. <laughs> that was my perspective, by the way. Not calling anybody crazy. I felt crazy. So, you know, I was always headed out the door and oh my God, it was just so painful. And, you know, you try to get to really a place of clarity, but you never get to the place of clarity, right? You're always trying to figure what's the breaking point, the one where we get out the door before they get out. That's always what we're trying to do. Oh, are they going to break up with me? Are they going to divorce me? Are they going to get away from me? Are they not going to want to date me? Well, I got to do it first. Yeah. So that's our whole focus. Our focus isn't on being connected to the person or being connected to the moment or being connected to the relationship and what's actually happening now. It's somewhere else, far, far away in another universe, okay? And because this focus is not being on what you're actually experiencing, it's focused on what you're going to get to next, you end up repeating it again. Yeah, you don't even get to what's next. You do the same shit and you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. You just do it and say, oh, this is just the way I am. Yeah. And I mean, when I say don't understand, because at a very deep level, you're just in a pattern. Remember that word pattern. I've already brought it up probably five or six times, I think, today already, right? As in, you're an autopilot, so you look at things from the same perspective, always wanting to escape, always trying to get away from someone or something, and thinking that you just need to be free or ready for the magical treasure chest that you believe is coming to you, right? It's got wings, right? That treasure chest is coming. Woo, where's that treasure chest? Yeah, it's going to give me everything I ever wanted. And I'll be able to change then. No, you won't. It's not a fucking movie with a happy ending bullshit. Because that's not reality. Reality isn't I changed because he or she came back. Reality is I changed because I actually got a clue that I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing or what I was feeling or what was happening. Okay? So we do this all the time. And the thing... That we're doing at the same time is figuring out if we want to, you know, discard this loser so the universe can bring me the amazing person that I want, right? or the amazing job I want, or the amazing whatever I think is missing. But that's not how it works. If you don't know why you make the choices you do, and I don't mean that you have to analyze it, because please don't get into analyzing, because then you're in your head again. I mean that you get down into your feelings and your motivations, and you understand that you're just going to keep doing the same shit, different day, and you'll leave one situation to go to another situation that's just as shitty, and you won't change anything. Like, you got a relationship on the side and you're like, oh my God, I feel guilty. I feel bad. I feel this. But boy, oh boy, I mean, it's intense and it has my attention. And then you look at your relationship, your main one, and it seems dead and boring and like, oh God, but you know, they've been there. They're nice people. Blah blah. blah. I hear this all the time, by the way. And so you don't make a choice. You just stay stuck because you feel your choices are outside of you rather than inside of you. Yeah, I know, right? So perhaps you're hell bent unconsciously on trying to prove you can't have different, like you can't have what you want. Like you are trying to fantasize that things are going to get better and they can't really get better until you shift. And then when you shift, things will get better from your perspective, but they may not actually change the relationship or maybe they will. I've seen it happen. I have a couple of coaches who have definitely had their relationships change. The thing is, you can't have different as long as you believe you can't have different. And you'll end up in a situation that you never wanted to be in in the first place is what most of you fear. But because you're so afraid, then you do nothing and nothing ever changes. So it's not settling, since to me, settling is a choice that's made for the familiarity and the desire to not grow. We always can grow. But the point is, you may do things against yourself, self-sabotage to say, see, I can't have anything be different. I was one of those people, by the way. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, so what about me? Yep. And you know, I should probably share some things about clients, but you know, since I've been doing the uh, podcast in this format this year, it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, I got to tell my story because you guys got to know I can totally relate to this bullshit. So I was like this most of my life. In fact, the bright, shiny object syndrome has been one of the hardest things for me to move past. Oh my fucking G- yeah, yeah. It's not that there's better out there or amazing and I'm missing it if I'm in a relationship or in a, in a job or I'm in anything at all. No, one of life's greatest lessons for me was to be here now. I believe Ram Dass said that, right? Yeah. And in the sense of where I was, I knew how to be everywhere else but here, right here. It's true to be emotionally present is key. And more than that is to have an awareness of what or how you make the choices you do. From, you know, you got to know, like, where does that choice come from? And have an awareness of how you actually are instead of how you think you are. Remember the awareness, yeah, attention versus thinking or awareness versus thinking. Mm -hmm. Totally different it will change your life. And for me, it took a long ass time to get there. A long time. Long, long, like long. Okay. Because this showed up in so many different parts of my life, this bright, shiny object syndrome, it was ridiculous. So in the past, my thought process and pattern were the major things where I would feel if something's not working because it did not fit into my limited thinking, my limited ideas, my teeny tiny view of reality, according to someone else's picture, by the way, not even my own picture, but Maybe a movie's picture, or maybe I read a book and that was their picture. So if I thought it seemed like it was problematic, then I just threw the baby out with the bathwater. And I did this with intimate relationships. And of course, those would end up in these push-pull situations. And I would want to connect and reject all the time. And I did this with jobs. Oh my God, this is going to be, you know, bad. I better get out of here. This isn't the right job for me. I mean, I had a job. Uh, This is the second one before I got out of corporate altogether and I was a regional director and I ran four offices in across the country <laughs> and I got the job and I had to go through all this training and uh, the first week of training was fine the second week of training seemed a little weird started getting messages that we had all the major movie studios um you know and I actually worked in an office in Hollywood that was where my It was in the CNN building, actually. Uh, This is so many years ago. And it was so funny because I thought, God, this is weird. There's things going on. And I was told I would be able to hire two business development directors. And I was like, okay, cool. So I get to, um, I had to go on a cross-country tour to other offices and meet other people that had the same position as me. You know, and I met some really great people. Um, I'm still connected to a few of them mostly on LinkedIn at this point, but for a long time afterwards, because it was like we were all in a bomb shelter together. <laughs> we we're like, by the time I got to Washington, D.C. and I was, we were having a meeting with all of us across the country and they were like, yeah, we're putting a hiring freeze on. I'm like, what, what? You know, this is my third week there now, right? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, what's happening here? And then by the time I got back to my office after, after the end of the third week, because it was literally the first three weeks were just spent yeah, uh, you know, traveling like my first week was in San Francisco and all over the place. Point is that I was like, "Oh no, 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 because by the time I got back to my office, all these major studios that had been clients of the company forever, okay, were leaving. And I was like, "What the hell happened? I took this job, nice six figure base. I was supposed to get nice six-figure bonuses, according to the person who had the job before me. I mean, all of these promises, right? And this came from the CEO of the company. This came from, like I said, the person who was there before me, who was moving. And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. What the fuck? And immediately, I'm trying to find a way out. And it took me, I think it took me nine months to get out of there. And that's all I focused on. I mean, I focused on things not falling apart completely and I went out, you know, to all the different studios and talked to the, it was basically talking to PR teams and talking to, um, you know, people in charge of publicity or in charge of purchasing or in charge of whatever at different studios. I was able to save a couple studios, but a lot of them were forgone. Like one of them, I won't name who, um, because I don't know if I can get in trouble for that or not, but they had literally enlisted a company who didn't even do what we did and paid them to develop software like we had so that they could get rid of us. And this was all before I got there because they didn't know anything about customer service. So my whole point was, um, you know, I had all these meetings with all these people and like, Oh my God, you know, what can we do? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I, at the same time, was trying to get the hell out of there. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. And this was just symbolic, by the way, of I always seemed to walk into a burning building when it came to work. Like I had to try and go save the day immediately. I was always the one who was put in that position. I didn't even see my own pattern back then. Okay. So I share that because I'm telling you, it wasn't just my personal life. It was my professional life as well. Okay. and so. You know, this process and the patterns were the major things where I would feel if something wasn't working because it didn't fit, then, you know, I I needed to be out of there. It seemed like, oh, it could be a problem. Oh, I just threw the baby out with the bathwater, and that was it. I did this in intimate relationships and, of course, would end up in these push-pull situations, and I would want to connect and reject at the same time. Yes, connect and reject, or reject and then connect, but that's what I did. And I did it with everything that kept thinking, oh, my God, this is so bad. There's got to be better out there. This isn't the right job for me. You name it. I immediately was trying to cut my losses, even though it was a hint of what might happen in reality. But I would try to save myself before I thought bad things would happen. And I would be like, oh, my God, I did not want, you know, this to happen. I would want to be, uh, you know, thinking about there's got to be a better way. Right. I think I lived in a movie. I'm telling you, I think I lived in a fucking movie. Because I didn't think fear was operating. I just knew I did not want to park my car in the wrong slot. And knew that I was always in a hurry, super big hurry, hurry to figure out if I needed to get rid of something or someone quickly to move on. Oh, gotta move on, gotta move on, gotta move. Oop, I chose wrong. Better fix that by going over here. I mean, that doesn't fix anything, by the way. But I live that way. When it came to my own business had it almost 14 years. Right. And I would hire people. And if it didn't seem like they were working out after a very, 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 very short period of time, I'd be pushing them out the door without me actually making that choice. Like in the beginning, I would make that choice more often, like this is just not working. And then I just got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm just not, I'm not going to communicate with them and they'll just go away. So I'd leave it to them, but I had already made up my mind about what I was doing. And I gave no time to anything because I was afraid I'd end up with the wrong person or the wrong situation. But what was I afraid of? I was afraid that I would suffer from my choices, that I would suffer from my decisions, and I would never escape them. Instead of being curious and digging deeper to know why I was where I was, instead, it was a belief that if I stayed where I was, punishment would happen. I would miss the boat of opportunity, and then I would be screwed, as in if only, if only this or that, if only, right? Oh, if only I had known, if only I did this instead. Oh, whatever. I never changed in a noticeable way for years. I saw others get married again or have more kids or bring, you know, their blended families together and all sorts of why can't I do that? What the fuck is wrong with me moments? And then I go right back to the shiny objects. Okay, where is the bright, shiny object? Searching everywhere outside of me was for the answer. That was like how I was going to fix it. Okay, I just haven't searched far enough. I just haven't found the right thing yet. But oh boy, oh, look at that. Oh yeah. I mean, I can go on with the stories, especially when it came to work. You know, how I got into the animation industry, how I started my own business in graphic design and marketing and ended up with like all these uh, small movie companies and All the stories I have with that, like I had all these different things, right? Okay, this is going to take me where I'm going to go. This is going to take me where I'm going to go. And I never felt any different. And I would always end up back where I was like, what the fuck happened here? So a great thing I was missing by being here, it was one of the reasons I got divorced the first time. I thought a magic man existed who would understand me, know me, listen, and be emotionally intimate and available. It took me years to get that I was all of the issue with myself. And how could anything I wanted like that, you know, have that kind of relationship come when I was the one blocking it? <laughs> why is this a problem nothing can get better if you keep doing this if you do not get the lesson or the why behind your choices you're going to repeat the shit over and over again in a variety of ways maybe in the love life then at the job then maybe the friendships like i was saying that's why i was sharing with you all these different examples like i have so many because it does infect all parts of your life we're creatures of habit that is no lie and magical thinking too so when you think you need to choose the right door your thinking is fucked Okay? So don't try to choose the right door. Choose any door and just be curious. Be curious about the results. Stop struggling to get elsewhere. It changes nothing. And so why waste all the energy trying to force life to comply? It's what we do, and that's an impossibility. You think it's always something else until one day you get the 80th something else, right? Okay, it's always something else. Oh, this is the 80th time I've gotten something else. And you've been searching for it and hoping for it and realizing nothing's changed. It's all stayed the same no real opportunities because you're too busy trying to figure out if you should stay or go, rather than being in the actual situation, rather than allowing yourself to have an experience by allowing an experience, everything changes. But until you get off the roller coaster of trying to figure out what is good or bad or analyzing the shit out of everything or feeling anxious and thinking it's this person or that situation causing it, you're never going to change shit. And for everyone listening, you want the best. You want it all. I know you do, so it's a problem until you solve it. We can help you to solve it. By the way, we have our mastery program. We have the upcoming kick-ass boot camp, and we have one-on-one coaching. Do it. Otherwise, to me, you're continuing to stay stuck waiting for something or someone else to come along, you know, the something else. And if you're already getting help, great. But if you're not, I seriously suggest you email happiness at tracycrossley.com. All right, the wisdom nugget. Give up the bright, shiny object to stay with your old socks until you're deeply moved to grow by knowing what attracted you to the old socks in the first place. You like that? Yeah, I know. I am a weirdo and I love being a weirdo. I've always been weird and different. And here I am, folks, weird and different still. All right. The solution. Solution is not simple, but there are a couple things you want to start doing. You want to stop and stay right where you are just stop just stop thinking about where i need to go what do i need to do what blah, 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 blah. just fuck that shit okay even if it's climbing the company ladder i will tell you if you do what you're doing right now and you stay focused on being here in the moment you're going to have a different experience of climbing the company ladder it's not going to be about all the miracle amazing things that happen once you get to the top of the ladder cuz guess what you're still going to be you and you're still going to feel how you do just as fucked up as you do today And what the hell is that, right? That's why it doesn't matter what success you achieve, because if you don't get this together inside, hey, guess what? You're going to always be chasing the shiny object. You will always do it. So anyways you want to stay right here and ask yourself, how did I get here without going through all your old stories? Please don't ruminate. Please don't get into your stories. Who gives a shit about the stories? Get into the reality of actually the experience that happened without judging the experience. Like what was the experience? Okay. It was this, not, I felt this way about it and I'm reacting to it. No, just what was it? Okay. And so as you watch everything as though it was a mistake beyond your control, stop doing that as well. It's not a mistake. Everything we do is an opportunity to learn, all right? It really is because nobody gave us an instruction booklet to know good decision, bad decision. Anything that's a bad decision is just because it's your reaction to it and you don't like the things that came from it, but that doesn't mean it was inherently a bad decision. And so that is why you got to start looking at what you think you need and ask, is this what I believe I need? Thinking it and believing it, two different things. Where did I get to the place of saying yes to my current life? Do not look at the negative only. Look at the positive too. What are the things that brought me here to this point? It is important because we have these positive and negative beliefs inside of us. We do. And it is to get not, I'm sorry, it is to not try to focus on getting rid of the negative belief by going after something. Cause that's what I would do. Okay. I'm going to change it. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to people, please. I'm going to, you know, um, be ridiculous. Like I always had a thing. I would always go to CEOs of companies when I was in sales, I was just like, Nope, nobody's going to intimidate me. And I would just go do it. And I did this as a way of showing myself that nobody was off limits kind of a thing. Right. Did it change my life? No, because I, I, I would be absent of emotion. It was just a physical uh, act that I could do. I would call it that. So anyway, you wanna go, what happens when I stay right here and I make new choices, but staying right here? Like, what can I learn through this experience? Let me finish having the experience, okay? Instead of trying to cut it short and go after what I think I need to go after. No, have the experience. What is uncomfortable about staying here? get uncomfortable, stay uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause then you're actually changing something. I promise you. So why do I believe I need to move on from this place by cutting off the emotional aspect and just doing it? That's what a lot of us do over and over again. Okay. I'm going to just, you know, do it and not feel it and be numb and you don't change anything. So that's why it's important to know why am I uncomfortable staying right here? Why am I getting intellectually excited about the possibility of something new when one day it's going to wear off and I'm going to be right here again? Yeah. Like you dream about that big thing you want and guess what? That day comes along and you're like, oh, wow, I achieved that and I don't really care or feel any different. I've had enough clients who have been super, super successful in their careers And this has been a big thing where they're just going, okay, I'm depressed or I'm not having fun anymore. I I don't even understand. I keep trying to get somewhere else and I do and then I don't feel any better, right? You have to look at the fantasy you built by believing it is this new thing or it's this new beginning. You can have them, but you have to do the work inside of what got you here and change from the inside out. What did I do? I stopped moving through life as though whatever was outside of me was the answer, like, is this the right relationship, the right job, the right house, the right town, the right mate, and name it, right? Right car. Instead, it was, I'm taking wherever I go, and after the newness wears off, I'm stuck with feeling how I always feel and doing the same shit I've always done until the next thing I see is the shiny, bright object appears, and I had to stop going after that, and analyzing what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting there? Why is this? Why is that? I had to stop. I had to stop in all parts of my life one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like in my business, it took a long ass time. I was always trying to figure out the messages that connected with the audience or the programs I felt would help people. And for a long time, it kept changing, like the bright, shiny object. Someone else would do something and I would think, oh my God, they have all the answers. Like their marketing was amazing or something. And I would think, oh my God, that's the missing link. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that thing that they're doing. I got to do that thing that they're doing. And I would go through the, oh, my God, if only I had done that. Oh, my God, I would be, you know, having this, you know, huge business and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I did this in my personal life with men, too. I did this with opportunities until I stopped. And it was not easy to remain present and be curious about now rather than someday someone or my fear of missing out on the great thing I thought I was missing out on by being right where I was. It's really interesting when you stop doing that. And a lot of it was I just became super authentic. It was the more I was me, the more things worked in my life, including my business. I stopped trying to go, Well, that person's doing that. I need to do that too. I, I don't do that anymore. If I see something that resonates with me, I'll go, Oh, that's interesting. But I still make it mine if I take in any part of it, you know, like um, doing a masterclass, right? And I love doing the masterclasses. And please, we're doing them on a monthly basis, different topics. They're free. So if you are struggling, please go to my website and sign up because, or get on my email list and you'll get an email about it because it really, they're, they're designed to help you. Um, But I like the energy and the momentum of them. And that's why I do them. Like, it's like, it's fun, right? I love to teach this stuff. So, um, so anyways, but you know, if I were to take the formula that someone else had for it, it would be totally different. And I had to make it my own. So it's just an example, kind of, you know, whatever, Um, but I did this, you know, my personal life with men and I really had to look at what were my expectations. They weren't really in reality. And it wasn't about replacing one man with another man because that didn't mean shit. It was how am I being? Who am I being? What am I doing here? So, you know, people had awesome opportunities and good things happened. And when I was focused on my life in the present moment, not in some perfect jar on the shelf for years in the future, I changed I grew and I learned how I stood in my own way of transformation. Yeah, I did for years. By living in today, my whole life is different. So, wisdom nugget again give up the bright, shiny object to stay with your old socks until you're deeply moved to grow by knowing what attracted you to the old socks in the first place. What is a universal right? Well, you have a universal right to continue living for the next high of the bright, shiny object or cutting your losses short. Or you can stop chasing and start living. Be in the moment. Feel the discomfort and grow right where you're planted. It's how miracles happen. All right, I got three podcasts for you. Number 574, Journey of Attachment, You're Not Worthless, How to Change Your Tune. Number 257, Journey of Attachment, Manipulation Doesn't Lead to Change. And number 519, Journey of Attachment, Change is Not Wrong or Bad Just Because You Don't Like It. All right, you guys, you all take care. I always love doing this. If you got any questions, by the way, what we're doing is a new format on Facebook Live, which is every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's also on YouTube at that time. And uh, that's L.A., California time, by the way. And what we do usually is we talk about a topic, me and my coaches, and it's on Facebook, like I said, Facebook and YouTube. And the thing is, what we're going to do is talk about the topic and then for the questions that people send us, we'll spend a few minutes um, each week going over one of the questions and answering the question. All right. You guys take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit TracyCrossley.com.